Hello, welcome to Trib Talk. My name is Jim Dalrymple. I'm a reporter at the Salt Lake Tribune. Today we're going to be talking about cockfighting and a, a new law that is moving through the Utah legislature that would uh, create stiffer penalties for people who engage in cockfighting in the state of Utah. Joining us today is Carl Arkey. He is a spokesman for the Humane Society of Utah. Thanks for being here, Carl. It's my pleasure. And also joining us is Tim Fitzgerald, a uh, man from uh, the Bluffdale area of the Salt Lake Valley who uh, opposes the new law and uh, participates in uh, cockfighting in the Philippines. Thanks for being here, Tim. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, and we're glad to have both of you guys here. This has uh, been a pretty uh, uh, closely followed uh, bill and issue here in the state of Utah. Um, First of all, for our uh, viewers, if you'd like to participate in this uh, discussion today, feel free to uh, tweet at us. Uh, use the hashtag TribTalk on uh, Twitter, or you can also use Google+. And uh, also feel free to leave a comment in the, uh, the comment section of our story online on our website, sltrib.com. Um, also, if you're using your phone, feel free to text your thoughts or questions to uh, Carl or Tim at 801 Six zero nine eight zero five nine. Again, that's eight zero one six zero nine eight zero five nine. And with that, I think we'll get started. I'd like to uh, go to you, Tim. First of all, um, cockfighting—it's not a—it's uh, not a widely practiced activity and that sort of thing. It's—it's it's kind of a niche thing. Tell us, how exactly did you first get into this? I'm second generation. I've done it my entire life. My dad pretty much done it his entire life. The chicken pretty much just kind of got willed to him from a friend, and he was asked to carry the breeds on. So, yes, and I absolutely love these roosters. Perfect. So speaking of the roosters, tell us what exactly is a cockfight? I mean, describe it to us. Uh, a lot of us haven't actually ever seen one of these things in person. Help us understand exactly what goes on. Uh, two roosters fighting. They're, uh, I mean, it's just a way to to find out which is the best, and so this blood can continue on for generations to come. It's been around for thousands of years. The original game, or the original chicken in the entire world was a game fowl. Every chicken that was ever bred all came from game fowl. Hmm. And so, as I understand cockfighting, I, and I've watched some videos online and that sort of thing, and obviously you and I have talked about this uh, for the story that was in the paper on Sunday. Um, it, it, it's two two roosters are, are taken and they're put in a, in a kind of ring, right? And uh, and then they they naturally fight, or is this a learned behavior, Tim? Oh yeah, it's absolutely natural. It was instilled into them by God. And you can't take it out of them. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's go to Carl. Carl, you uh, you and your organization are uh, supportive of uh, stiffer penalties for cockfighting in the state of Utah. Um, briefly, tell me why that is. What, what do you guys hope to accomplish here? Well, we feel that it's inhumane. And to go back to what Tim was saying about it being completely natural, um, you know, these implements that are employed. I don't think that these were natural 
uh, are, or are natural, that the, the birds are born with them. We, we just feel that when you, you strap these types of knives to the legs of these birds and you ask them to go in there or you pit them in there against each other, it's inhumane treatment of animals. And, uh, you know, the Humane Society of Utah exists uh, basically to try to uh, look out for the welfare of all animals, and that includes chickens and roosters. Um, and uh, we don't feel that this is a humane way for them to be um, used or um, or to be treated. Now, let me ask you this. Um, cockfighting is already illegal in Utah. It's a Class B misdemeanor. You can get jail time. You can get uh, fines, that sort of thing. Um, why is that already not enough? Why do we need stiffer fines and, and, and greater penalties? What, what exactly is, is the uh, motivation behind this Well, it's seen as a slap on the wrist. It's not seen as a deterrent. And um, that's been proven in all the other states, like Utah. And Utah, by the way, is about the third most lenient state in the country. Um, we're a blue state, actually. We're surrounded by a sea of red. Every state around us has stronger penalties for this. And 40 states, in fact, uh, have this as a felony and feel that it's important that it is a felony because if you don't have it as a felony, it's not a deterrent. And states that have it as a misdemeanor are viewed as hubs or magnet states, basically, for the people who participate in this activity. And so the laws are not strong enough to keep it from becoming a magnet or keep Utah from being a magnet state, which it's uh, apparently become. If you look at Gamecock Magazine, they're advertising Utah as the place to go. Yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to talk about that. Yeah, jump uh, in here, Tim. Yeah, uh, Idaho is a Class C misdemeanor, then a Class B misdemeanor, and then a felony. And the article he's talking about is an article that says to come to Utah, nobody can find out who even wrote the article. The numbers is connected with it are not in service anymore. Well, let me and ask you to, this, Tim. Well, and to try to, and to try to make law over some magazine article is ludicrous. Let me ask you this, Tim. So when I talked to you, you told me that um, that you typically travel to the Philippines to do your cockfighting. So do you think well, that I, I said I ship? Uh, brood fowl to the Philippines. Sure, sorry, uh, my bad. Um, let me ask you this, do you feel like um, the current laws in Utah are a deterrent or not to cockfighting in this state? Well, I'm telling you, there's already a federal law prohibiting the travel of gamecocks across the state line for the purpose of fighting them. That is a felony. And that same law covers cockfighting in the state of Utah as a class A misdemeanor. So this law, they've done a study and their fiscal report said that there would be, with this new law in place, would have 0.5 people prosecuted every year. And I'd like to, um, you know, let I don't, me, want, to, I don't me, want to be uh, redundant or anything, but I'd like to know exactly uh, Carl's background in and actual game roosters. Well, let me ask. Let me let's go to Carl. I think that that raises an interest, interesting question. One that came up during uh, some recent uh, meetings at the legislature, that um, the the point five uh, uh, number in the in the bill. Um, one of the the people uh, who was vetting this bill wondered if um, 
if this was actually a big problem? I mean, if only 0.5 people are going to be um, impacted by this year, is, is cockfighting actually happening in Utah? I mean, do you guys have any numbers or anything no, like I that? I don't know where the 0.5 number comes from. There's, there's all sorts of numbers, and I guess we can get bogged down in all of that. I think the biggest issue <laughs> is, is whether or not it's, it's a humane activity or not. Is this a humane thing to be doing, to be taking these birds, putting them in this setting, strapping these razors on their their legs and asking them to go and do this and you know I understand there are people in the world Tim is one of them who sees this as a, a proper activity we don't agree with that and that's why we support this bill well let me ask you this hold up, Tim, Tim hold up a second I want, I want to follow up there with Carl really quick here um, one of the things that people have, have wondered is if it's not going on anyway in Utah why do we need a new law so uh, I mean, how do you respond to that criticism? I mean, it, it, well, is it going on? Well, I think the fact that the you know the people who participate in the activity have been very vocal about this and have come forth and have shown their face in public is proof that it is going on in the state of Utah. Um, I think that uh, you know it's happening in places that are out of the way, and because the laws aren't that strong, um, a lot of law enforcement officials are not going to go out there and pursue this and try to find it and try to uh, break up these these fights that are going on but um, you know it makes sense doesn't it I mean if, if all these people have come forth and in fact I think at the first uh, hearing which was held about a month ago they were asked by a legislator how many of them participated in cockfights and I think they raised their hands and at that point in time they were chastised by the legislator who said you know you're all breaking the law so I think no, that ain't thing. what happened that ain't what happened I was in that meeting and he asked how many, and he said, I don't want to see any hands, nobody showed any. I was in that meeting. That ain't the way it happened. Well, Tim, and, let, and, let me ask you this, Tim. And as far as numbers goes, I'd love him to say some numbers because they don't have any. Tim, let me ask you this. Um, Carl is saying that the fundamental issue here is whether or not this is a humane thing to do. They say that fighting birds or animals generally for... Um, the pleasure of spectators is just inherently wrong. How do you respond to that? I mean, isn't that what you're doing? These chickens have to be tested so the breed can go on. It's part of the whole heritage of cockfighting. They have to be tested. Explain that to me. I mean, why can't the birds just uh, continue to be bred as either pets or, or food or, or, or something like that? I mean, why do we have to have to battle them? I mean, I'm, I'm not quite understanding that. It's the whole way of breeding. You only breed the best. If you just breed any old anything, nothing becomes of it. You lose the breed. You lose the everything that they've been bred for for years. Hmm. So it sounds like to me you're saying that the, the cockfighting is integral to preserving kind of the traditional nature of, of this activity, that it, without fighting the birds you don't, that the tradition dies? Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, you'd never know what you're going to be breeding. You okay. just don't do it. And if he wants to see inhumane, all he has to do is pull up any YouTube video and watch how they slaughter. But I would say, let me, let me let's go to Carl, Carl. Respond to that. Yeah. I understand. Uh, you know, we live in a society where most people eat meat, and that's for sustenance. That's to sustain themselves. That's that's a need. We're talking about needs versus wants. And the need to survive is one thing. And I would hope that the people who are in the slaughter industry, I know that that's probably naive to think that they are treated humanely, 
but you would hope that they would be traded as humanely as possible before they're slaughtered for consumption. Now, consumption is one thing, entertainment is another, and that's what we're arguing about here, whether or not this is the right thing to be doing for solely the, the entertainment purposes. Now, it's, it's another thing to slaughter these, the, the chickens and have them for food for the consumption of people to have this go on just for the entertainment value and the, the gambling. And let's be honest about it, when it comes down to it, there's a lot of money involved here. This is about money to a large degree. I, I think that Tim would even agree with. I mean, he's in the business of uh, breeding these birds to sell overseas. So it's about money is what it comes down to. Let me ask you that, Tim. Um, I actually, before we started, someone tweeted a question at me about the gambling issue. Um, is gambling an important part of cockfighting? Oh, I mean, when we was fighting in legal states, I mean, there's always prize money. I mean, you put up you put up an entry fee, and there's thousands and thousands of dollars. Is just no, it ain't. It's a very expensive hobby, is what it all boils down to. And and I understand that the raising the, the birds costs a lot of money, traveling to the fights costs a lot of money, but are there cockfights where gambling is not happening ever? Uh, I've never been to anything. No, there is a little bit of gambling, but there's gambling on... I've been at a Little League game, and parents are gambling on which one of their kids' teams is going to win the game. It's hmm. something that happens. There's over $380 billion dollars gambled illegally last year in United States. Hmm. And, I'd, and I'd really like to comment further on the actual bill. I don't know if uh, Carl's even read that bill or not, but this bill goes way beyond cockfighting, way beyond cockfighting. They've got in this bill that the people raising chickens, just raising or possessing chickens is going to be guilty of a felony. And with that, they can they can take their house, their property, and all the personal belongings. Now this and he and he keeps billing this. The senator keeps billing this as a cockfighting law, and he says we've mirrored the dogfighting law, which I don't want to be connected with the dogfighters. But in the dogfighting law, they there is no uh, seizure of property. And well, a senator and a senator a representative brought that up using the meeting, and he sit there dumbfounded like, well, I thought it was. Let me, let me jump in there, Tim, um, because I think that is an issue that maybe we haven't considered a lot with this effort to um, increase the penalties for cockfighting. I, I was at a meeting recently at the legislature, and, and several people came who said that they just raised game fowl, but that they were concerned that a law like this would... Um, would impede their ability to do that. They, they said that they weren't fighters, they, they did shows, sort of like dog shows is the way they explained it. Um, Carl, is the, is the law too broad? Would this impact people in that well, way? Well, I think they changed the language last week. Yeah, and they, didn't they, they didn't change it enough to get out. It's well, all not for your satisfaction, Tim, they no. didn't change it enough. No, but they I'm changed it, they it right changed now. Hold on, Tim, 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 let, let Carl finish. The lawful use of livestock by the owner the uh, owner's employees or agent or any other person in the lawful custody of livestock. Um, so if, all the, the, if the sole intent is to own the livestock and not to use it for fighting, then I don't think that there's any problem with this law and anybody uh, who does raise the birds for that purpose has anything to worry about. 
I think it, it's the intent to fight and actually going ahead and fighting with these birds is where people would get into trouble. And I think that's what this law covers. And I think that the, the, the language was amended to make sure that what Tim just mentioned would not happen so that people who just own the livestock and love the, the breed and want to own the birds and want to show the birds would not be uh, in jeopardy of losing their houses or having anything else like that happen. Interesting. Um, so I, I, did read, I did read the bill, by the way. I did read the bill. It's still in there. You can be convicted by just opinion. There ain't one thing in there that says this is what constitutes raising the game fowl for fighting. It just says raising them for fighting. It leaves it completely up to opinion and how you feel about it. Well, and I think it's it's important to note here that the bill is continuing to uh, move through the legislature, and um, the the language as we currently have it right now is not necessarily what um, what uh, will become law if it becomes law. So the the, the process here is designed to um, refine the law and that sort of thing. Um, I, I we're we're getting a few questions here from some of our viewers. Um, one of the questions for uh, Tim is uh, someone was wondering what a blinker is. I, that's not a term that I'm familiar with. I, I was wondering, are, are you familiar with that term, Tim, and what does it mean? Uh, it's a bird just lost one eye. Hmm. And is that like in a fight or, or something like that? <laughs> he could have lost it anyway. Could have hit okay. a stick. Just a chicken with one eye. Okay, interesting. Um, Speaking of, of terminology and, and that sort of thing and, and some of the specifics of cockfighting, um, Carl, you, you showed us a second ago one of the, uh, uh, the, the blades, or I've yes, heard they're that's called what they fight in. That's what they fight in in the Philippines. Yes, that's um, a Filipino weapon. Yeah, tell, tell well, us about that. This would not be used in the United States then, Tim. Uh, not by me ever. I, that no, is but not by anybody in the United States. Nobody would use this. That I do not know. Okay. It was never used by me, but I know I, that's I, the weapon I, I, I they use in the you. Philippines. I do believe you. I, I think I, I believe you, and, and, oh. and I think that there are. I, I think that, um, but I, I'm not sure if you're representative of the entire group of people who participate. I mean, here's another implement. This one is a a, a spiked instrument. It's very sharp. It's it's uh, it's hard to show on camera, but uh, these these are the the type of implements that are used in in other places and. Uh, what we fear is that they'll be used here in Utah if Tim, they're not already being used. Tim, you said that these these instruments are used in the Philippines, and uh, my understanding is is some instruments are used in other places, different types. Um, those look pretty brutal. Um, how is that not inhumane to strap that artificial thing onto a, a rooster and let it uh, kick at another rooster? That. Using those use of them implements is way faster and more humane than letting chickens fight without them. How so? Oh, I've, I mean, nobody's perfect. I've had chickens get off of these tethered strings before when I'm not home, and you come several hours later, and they'll just be a pile and still alive. I mean, it happens. So what's I've the seen barnyard roosters do the same thing. So, Tim, what's the duration of a typical cockfight? I mean, how long do, do one of these fights last? Uh, typically in that long night, 10 seconds, 15. Hmm, okay, so, this, so they're pretty quick. Yeah, way less, way less time than it takes to bleed out a hen before you put it through the processing. Carl, um, 
tease out this idea that these instruments might be used for uh, for cockfighting in Utah if if it were e legal or if it were uh, the penalties were not stiffened. I mean, um, what exactly is going on with these these instruments? Well, I think you, you can go online and see what's going on with these instruments. I just looked at a video that came out of South Carolina. In fact, it was a, a very uh, religious-based organization that had come out against cockfighting and put together a video that they had undercover footage of cockfights that were going on in that state. They were using these implements. And I'll let people decide for themselves. Uh, in my mind, it was brutal. Um, it was inhumane. And in fact, you know, uh, there was a Baptist uh, minister who made the point that it's inconsistent with uh, Christian values. And, you know, I would ask the question, is this consistent with the values that we espouse in the state of Utah? Um, you know, I've lived here for 30 years and I've heard a lot about values and, um, you know, I don't know that in my mind that this jives with what I've heard. And certainly in other states, the, they've come to the same conclusion that, that it's not consistent with the values that they have in their states. Well, I, I can tell you right now, they've only done one study. It was by two different universities and two different professors. They'd done it from 1974 to 1992. And their conclusion was that the people associated with Gamefowl was more religious and more patriotic than the normal everyday person. Tim, let me jump in here. Um, and oh, and religious. More religious, patriotic. Tim, question for you. One of the arguments against cockfighting is um, that it uh, it attracts a kind of a criminal element, that there can be drugs there, there can be fighting, that sort of thing. Um, you've been to cockfights in other countries. I assume you know people who have I'm, been to cockfights in the U.S. Is that something I'm, you've seen? I, I didn't say I haven't been to them in the U.S. I attended cockfights in the U.S. in legal states. Okay. So that's, is, is, that's just, No, it is not true. It's fabricated to help them make their point. No, I mean you go into the you walk out of the people walking out of that jazz game last night. You question every or found out what every one of them happened. I'll guarantee there's felons and every other kind of people in there, and that's how they're doing. They found one person that maybe associated with drugs, so now everybody is. Carl, what about you? I mean, obviously you support this bill. Numbers. We need numbers from you. How is many? that is that something that you're is it your understanding that uh, you know that that the crowd at, at cockfights is pretty docile and innocuous? No, that's not what we've been told and that's not what we understand and in fact our animal cruelty investigator would tell you otherwise. Uh, it is interesting though in other states, just a couple of years ago in Alabama they arrested 148 people, uh, all but 16 who had come from out of state. Uh, another raid a couple of years ago in Greenville County, South Carolina led to the arrests of 85 people, nearly half of whom were from neighboring felony states. In both of these cases and others, cockfighters travel from states where this crime is a felony and fought their birds in states with weaker penalties. And yes, we believe that there is a fair amount of gambling. When you're talking about gambling, you're talking about money. And now, when you're bringing money into the issue, that can also raise other types of behavior. And there have been shootouts, there have been uh, um, all types of uh, activities that have uh, taken place at these types of events. Um, that's not to say it happens at every event, and I don't, you know, Tim has told us that he has not gone to any that he has been to here in the United States, and so, you know, it's it's pretty much, um, you know, I'll take him at his word that he has not been to a cockfight and has not witnessed that. Uh, if he hasn't, then I'm not sure how he can comment on this as 
the sport as a whole as to the, the type of activity that goes on at those types of events. Well, it, just everything you just mentioned, not one time did you mention any jug rust. All you said was people come from out of state. So what? That does not that does not put them in a jug and prostitution and human trafficking and everything else we've been called. All he said, all he said was people come from out of state. That was it. Okay. Well, let me quote from Sh Sheriff Winder, who's one of our leading law enforcement officials in the state of Utah, who has come out fully in support of the game foul fighting amendments sponsored by Senator Davis. Um, he says the cockfighting has been taking place in our state for over a hundred years uh, in both urban and rural areas. Just because it's been going on for a long time, it doesn't make it acceptable. It's a violent, bloody spectacle that pits two animals against each other in a fight to the death for monetary gain. And when you bring money into the equation, you bring other things into the equation, which includes gambling, which includes drugs. Oh, wait. Boy, okay, so if somebody gambles, you're automatically on drugs. Not automatically, that's, Tim. That's, no, that's you're painting with a broad brush, Tim. And I'm trying not to paint you with a broad brush. Hold on, broad brush. All right, hold up, hold up, hold up, Tim. Um, I think that I think that Carl brings up a good point here. That that um, some of these activities are illegal. I mean, even if even if drugs and prostitution and that sort of thing aren't happening at these cockfights, the cockfights themselves, if they're happening in the state of Utah, are already inherently illegal. I mean. Yes, I'm not, an I'm not an advocate of breaking the law. So I'm trying, I'm trying to change the law. Okay, so why, why then should it be? What? Tell us, I guess, what you would like the law to be. Well, I'll case. tell you what. In the Philippines, it's a billion-dollar industry, and given the amount of people in the United States, it could be a multi-billion-dollar industry. Just remember what happened with prohibition. I mean, the government found out that it went, drove underground. They decided they should regulate it and make it legal and tax it. And now look how big industry that is. More revenue for the United States. It's the same thing could happen with cockfighting. Carl, it, let me... It's, it's a... It's a then, then, the next step is, then the next step is dogfighting and the next step is bullfighting because we can regulate it and we can tax it. Carl, let me ask you this. Let me let me go over here to Carl. Um, the uh, the question here isn't necessarily right now to legalize it or not, um, but the 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 question is really whether or not we're going to stiffen the penalties. Correct. Um, this is one of the things that have come up in the past. That, you know, a bill like this went through the legislature last year and, and it didn't make it. Um, why, why do you think that this is an issue that is as contentious as it is right now? I mean, why didn't it pass last year, and why should it pass this year? Well, I think there's, you know, it's urban versus rural. I think there's a lot of different people with a lot of different ideas and feelings about this. Uh, I cannot speak for the legislators who voted against it last year. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, it's, it's, it's beyond my ability to understand what what the opposition is even even uh, Tim's opposition to it um, if nobody's breaking the law nobody's going to have a problem I mean if all you're doing is raising the birds showing the birds um, and selling them overseas and doing what's legal nobody's going to have a problem with this what this does is it strengthens the law to send a message to the people who would break the law here in the state of Utah and it acts I think as a deterrent and I don't think we're going to see our prisons overcrowded with people who are raising these birds 
I think what you're going to see is a deterrent and we'll see maybe less of this type of activity in the state of Utah. Now, why the legislators? You'd have to ask them. That, that's, a, that, that's hard for me to fathom. It's hard for a lot of us to fathom. Let me, let me go to Tim. We've had a couple of questions uh, come in from our viewers. Um, one of the questions is, uh, other than for fighting, is there a need to maintain the bloodline? So I think this person is asking basically why, why should we be maintaining these bloodlines at all in the first place? Tim, how do you respond to that? They've been around since the beginning of time. It's a tradition. Yes, it, our forefathers, the ones that built this country, had what, do you, what do you say to the people who, who say things like, well, you know, slavery was a tradition, uh, you know... Uh, I, I, what do I say? I say, how could they possibly put humans and chickens in the same category? The only people that could possibly do that is the animal rights terrorists that think chickens have the same rights as humans. So, so you think that this tradition, I mean, you, you, I, and I bring this up because it's a comment I've seen on our stories that we've run about this and that sort of thing, so, but you think that that's a, it's an over-exaggeration to compare yes, this how tradition. Can, how, how can you compare chickens and humans? Okay. So, that I mean, offends I, me. What about, what about just the idea that not all traditions need to be preserved? I mean, how do you respond to that? I, I respond to that as apparently they have traditions they want to preserve and Nobody else's is important. This tradition is important to me and a lot of people. Hmm. People, me, can say, I ask that a people question? say that don't do it. Can I ask a question? Go ahead. Yes. If, if there wasn't, Tim, money involved with it, because you, you make money doing this. I don't there, make money doing this. This is a very expensive hobby, and you've got to have a dang good job to do it. It's a very expensive hobby. I don't make money doing this. Does does no okay? Never let's have. let's Never put have. you aside. Let's put you aside and let's let's ask this question. Does anybody make money doing this, or does I'm everybody do it for the love of the sport? The people and some of the people in the Philippines do that I know. I don't know anybody, anybody in the United, United States, States is doing this for monetary gain. I have never known anybody that ever made money fighting roosters. It just it's it's just something that's fabricated. You got to spend a lot of money doing this. And usually people who spend a lot of money expect to see a return on investment. No, not every time. How many, how many horse, or horse people that race horses actually make money? Oh, I know less, a lot of people who less, do less, less, than well, less than 2%. Less than 2%. I know, I know a lot of people who raise dogs to make money, and uh, I know a lot of people who, who are in the breeding business and, and are in the business because they're making money. So, but how, but how if many you took money out of the equation, I, I wonder if people would still do it. I'm going to have to jump in here. Um, we are uh, just about uh, running out of time. I wanted to give each of you guys one last quick question here. Um, I'm going to go to uh, Tim first. Um, Tim, the, the question that is, that is really before us is, <clears throat> excuse me, is the uh, is whether or not the penalties for this become stiffer, if cockfighting were to become a felony in Utah, what would that mean for you? Bad nothing. I'd keep raising them. Like I said, laws always change. And that, and the fact that this law is so loosely written, uh, I mean, it's absolutely left to perception and somebody's opinion whether or not these foul are game foul. It don't say that. It just says you cannot own or possess game foul. That's it. All right. Well, um, let let me jump over here to Carl and um, I, 
sum up for me what exactly the, the motivation behind this law is. I mean, I, we're, we're familiar with some of your arguments, but, uh, but help us understand exactly what it is um, that this law is aiming to do. Well, I think it all boils down to humane treatment of animals. I mean, we can talk a lot about a lot of different things and get into this and get into that, but it comes down to a value judgment, I suppose, and, and it's going to be up to the legislators and the people of Utah to a large degree to decide whether or not they consider this to be humane treatment of animals. And so we have a decision to make. Are we going to lag behind the rest of the country? Forty states say this is a felony. Uh, Utah's correct and the other 40 states are wrong. Maybe that's the case. I guess we're going to find out when the legislature finally weighs in on it. It does not prohibit the lawful use of livestock by the animal, or by the owner, excuse me, um, the owner's employees or agent or any person in the lawful custody of the livestock. It does not prevent anybody from owning the livestock. All it addresses is the use of that livestock, and we see the use of livestock for uh, uh, cockfighting is being inhumane, and that's what we'd like to see come to an end. Okay, well, thank you so much, both of you. Um, like I said, unfortunately, I think we're going to have to wrap it up there. Um, but uh, I, I really appreciate your comments and your time. Um, if you'd like to participate more in this conversation, feel free to continue to tweet at us, that sort of thing, or also feel free to go on our website and comment in the comments section of our story. Again, my name is Jim Dalrymple. I'm a reporter with the Salt Lake Tribune, and thank you so much for uh, tuning in to today's Trib Chat. Thank you. Thank you.